This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of conversion therapy. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jen. My name is CJ and we are your co-conspirators in plotting whatever the heck it is cisgender straight people think it is we're doing. (laughs) I'm going to milk that pause for the rest of the podcast, by the way, just moving forward. I just want to let you know my plan, Jen. Excellent. Excellent. We should have talked about this off the air, but I'm just going to go ahead <laughs> with that. Besides milking the heck out of that pause, uh, what else is on the bi schedule for today? We're talking to our good friend Lindy, and then we're going to play a game, as is our fashion. As is our fashion. Yeah. I want to set the scene. Um, Lindy and I are currently sitting on the floor of his bedroom, and this is about the most queer setup I can possibly <laughs> <Yes>. imagine. <laughs> This is pretty gay, y'all. This really leans into the um, the running gag that um, uh, queer people, um, particularly bisexuals, but like across the board, none of us know how to like sit in chairs. <laughs> sit in <laughs> sit in what? Uh, it, it's called a chair, Jen. I'm unfamiliar. Uh, so uh, from what I can tell, it's some sort of like structure with leg, and you sit. Oh no, no, that's a table. no that where you eat oh this one you sit you sit in it this time why have you been tabling wrong have you been sitting on tables because same (laughs) i mean yeah i can't sit on any flat surface because i'm bisexual accurate sometimes not a flat (laughs) (laughs) sometimes i'll just sit down and wherever god wills me great so hello lindy hi (laughs) tell us a little about you so, um, I moved to Philadelphia about four months ago from Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, what a journey. Yeah, it was a heck of a journey. Um, made in a friend's van with a lot of my stuff kind of tied to the top of the van with rope. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, it was precarious. How, but, uh, how long here did I that... do an arts. How long did that take you? It seems like it'd take a million years. It took about ten hours. Ten. Oh man, you're a, you're a stronger person than I. I'm in the car for an hour and I'm like, I quit. <laughs> I'm I'm fucking rolling out of here. Oh no. Ten hours is a long time to be like, well, all that stuff's on the roof of the car. Hope it stays there. We did have to stop a couple. We Well, we had like scheduled times to stop and check all the stuff and make sure all of our bungee cords and things were <laughs> secure. But there were also times when one of us would be like, mm, I heard a weird noise. We should pull over. <laughs> oh, that's, that's the worst feeling in a car. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So uh, can you lead us on your queer journey? Um, from, from square one? Whatever square you feel like starting at. Okay. So uh, 
grew up in the South in a very conservative town. Um, my, I'm blessed. My mother is bisexual. Um, and the two of us were kind of the rainbow sheep of the family. Mm. And I very much grew up around, um, my mom and her friends who were all Southern butch lesbians. Um, very much the music festival and camping crowd. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, other than that, that was pretty much my only link to the queer world for a long time growing up. And then, um, you know, you make, you make young queer friends as you get older. Um, but when you're living in a small town, that kind of, you have to kind of keep that isolated and keep things quiet. Um, and then I met some people in Philly and started making very queer art and doing very queer performance stuff. And now here I am. Here you are. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, with growing up in the South and growing up with uh, people who are queer but possibly, like, don't match your exact yeah. identity, I know that it's, like, sometimes you're like, oh, I found other queer people. I'm also queer. This is my identity now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was what was that sort of like, like, trying to figure out yourself among, like, between straight and other person identity? Oh, wow. Um, well, there was a lot of kind of trial and error, Mm -hmm. in a sense. Um, there was a lot of declaring an identity, and then a little while later being like, oh, nope. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. Maybe another thing. Yeah. It Um, can be tough until you find the right word. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, I dated somebody in high school, um, and left them because I thought I was a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And now, and then they came out and uh, started transition before I did. So (laughs) this person that I left because I thought I was a lesbian is a woman now, or was a woman, um, now has realized this, and I am not. (laughs) So there was this weird moment of like, oh, maybe we should have stayed together. No, it wouldn't have worked. (laughs) Like... Like queer ships passing in the night. Yeah. <laughs> we, like, just missed each other. I I always like the moment where it's, like, uh, like you date somebody in, like, say, high school or something, and then, like, years and years later, like, stuff about you changes, and you're like, that person's gay now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they dated me. That means they're gay. I don't know. <laughs> Should I send them a letter or, like, a little phone call or what? Well, you know, I like to think that because we are non-binary people, everybody who's ever attracted to us is a little bit gay. Yeah. If they weren't before, the fact that they are attracted to us then makes them gay, figure it out. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sort of sort of like uh, falls into our mission of making everybody gay. Right. It's yeah. part of the agenda. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, 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 we'll see. <laughs> it depends on where this podcast goes. Right. Um, so, you move from the South to the Philadelphia area. Um, what, I, I imagine there are some differences in the queer spaces. Oh, man. Do go on. Okay, so, up here, you know, we have, we have the neighborhood up here. We are blessed. We have lots of queer spaces, lots of queer performance spaces. Um, in my hometown, there is, so basically your options are, Know somebody who knows somebody who Mm. is having a bonfire in the woods. (laughs) 
or mm-hmm. go to this little um, bar, teeny tiny little bar near the, the near our town's baseball stadium, and tell a um, tell an older queer woman that you don't know how to play pool, even if you do. That like that was the passcode. Mm-hmm. That is some secret agent shit. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, like, I, I have lived in the Philadelphia area, I mean, South Jersey, but, um, pretty much my entire life, and I cannot imagine a scenario where I would have to, in order to find a queer space, tell a person who knows a person who knows a person who knows a person. First of all, because I don't know anybody. (laughs) (laughs) But second of all, just because, like, um... And I never want to contribute to the whole, like, Philadelphia is, like, the most progressive area in the right. whole world. Because, no, oh, no, we, no, 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 we have a there's lot of There's always room for improvement. There, there's always, always, always room for improvement, not just in, like, queer uh, tolerance and acceptance, but, like, across the board. Uh, but certainly, if I, I am not wanting for a queer space. I simply... I can go, and there are calendars online for if I need to find a queer space tonight. Yeah. I can just go. Uh, no amount of planning required. Uh, so, do you uh, run into that sort of mindset frequently where people, like, take that, like, in the Philadelphia area where people take that for granted? In some ways, yeah. Um, I don't think... It's not an active thing, and I see it most in people who have kind of lived here or near to Philadelphia their entire lives, mm-hmm. um, and have just sort of, there are resources here that for those people have just always been here. Mm-hmm. And I have these moments where, you know, I'm standing outside of, um, after a show or something, and I'm with a bunch of queer people who are, you know, very much flying all of their queer colors like, mm-hmm. standing on the sidewalk, kissing each other and laughing and being very openly queer. And sometimes I have to kind of step back for a second um, because I'm so aware of how much of a miracle that is. Mm. Yeah. Um, I've, I think about that all the time where, like, um, I have a shoebox of, like, queer artifacts, I guess you'd call them. Um of my, albeit limited time on this earth of being queer, uh, (laughs) but, like, um, of stuff that, like, I've collected since about, like, 2009 of, uh, queer artifacts, and I went through it, uh, the other, uh, the other month or so, and there were shirts in there from, that say, like, do tell from the don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, and, like, things like that, and... It's not like I had completely forgotten that that era existed, but, like, now that that is something that is less of an issue today, like, there is not a don't ask, don't tell law, like, you sort of take for granted that, like, we've been progressing and making history, like, in general, and that, like, there have been milestones that today are, like, oh, well, obviously we don't do that anymore. And it's like, right, but we did, yeah. like, really recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, especially with, you know, everything going on, gestures vaguely at politics. 
at uh, all things. All <laughs> it can be it can be hard to remember like just how far we've come and how things have improved. I know it's it's it can be really easy to take for granted. I mean like I find myself now if I'm not surrounded entirely by queer people, I have to like adjust for a second and I'm like where am I? Oh, absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Who huh? Yeah, I the the um disconnect between the queer spaces and outside of the queer spaces. I there are moments at a time like especially working with like the Humminbards and all them like which is like a pretty exclusively queer space. <laughs> if there's a period of time where I'm working with them for a while and then I'm like, "All right, time for other things." I'm like, "Where's the gay?" Where's the gay? <laughs> where where gay? <laughs> And then you go and spend time with your own people Ugh. later, and you're like, can somebody please fetch me a tall glass of gay? <laughs> <laughs> I need to be refreshed. Let me tell you something. <laughs> oh, man. Um, now that you have been in the Philadelphia area, for, do you visit home at all? Is it like a weird... Um. Well, I in about a week, I will be traveling back to my hometown all right for some holiday stuff and it will be the first time that i've been home since moving here um so that's going to be interesting i'm in this kind of weird between situation where everybody in my family knows that i'm queer mm -hmm. but it is something that deliberately does not get discussed mm. Mm. And um, there are people in my family that I've come out to multiple times because you come out to them and then they sort of block it out, I guess. Yeah. 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 The I mean, the holidays in general can be a hard time for queer people. Um, I, I know myself, this is going to be the first holiday since I have changed my name. Ooh. And... <laughs> There are going to be some family members I am going to have to correct on that one, and I am uninterested, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. All, all good vibes and harmony mm -hmm. to everybody who has to talk to another person in general. That's hard. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Lindy, what is something that you would like to tell uh, cisgender straight people for the very last time, and mm. then... You never have to talk about it ever again. Oh, man. <laughs> so, um, being a person who identifies as transmasculine, there's this moment um, where you sort of come out to cis male people, or it, or it is brought into discussion for the first time. And um, I frequently get the response that, like, oh... I'm one of the guys now, mm. and the there's this resulting sort of culture of trying to include me in things that I never wanted to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> like they, they try to start um, telling me about like really uncomfortable exploits. Mm. Oh no! Or they think that it's okay to catcall women in front of me. Yikes. No. No, yeah. No, and, no, no, um, no, no. And the, the thing that I keep coming back to is that um, I have a choice here in the way that I shape 
kind of my path as a transmasculine person and I get to decide what masculinity looks like for me. And part of something that's very important to me is um, cultivating a relationship with masculinity that makes the people around me feel safe. Mm. And so, no, I'm I'm not going to yeah. be one of the guys. I'm going to continue to call you on your stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so something that I am trying to impart to my very few cis friends um, <laughs> is that choice over the way that we relate to gender and to gender roles is not just a thing that trans people have. It's mm. a thing that cis people have, too. That cis men can also choose what their relationship with masculinity looks like. Mm. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I always encourage cis people in general to constantly examine their relationship with their gender, first of all, because transgender people have to do it all the time, right. so... Join the party. Yeah, join the party. Let's all think about, let's all take a second and think about our gender real quick. Um, <laughs> oh, do I have to? <laughs> you, I, Jen, I know you've been working hard on that already. Like, you're good. You, please, Jen, no, act to, to Jen, specifically Jen Adams, stop thinking about your gender for like one minute. You can come back to it. Okay. Everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I, well. I, I already know Jen's been thinking about their gender all the time. Everybody else, let's think about our gender real quick. Because, um, I, I mean, like, it's it's important if it's part of your, like, and that's just a part of, like, being a person in general is examining, like, your identity, mm. including but also not exclusively gender, and figuring out what still fits for you, what doesn't, what is or is not, like, affecting the people around you, whether it be positively, negatively, or neutrally. Um, and, like, taking that... It's the new year. It's the new year. Exactly. Yeah, let's all take a moment to think about our gender. Um, and, like, specifically, like, maybe, like, gender roles. Like, if you examine your gender and I'm like, no, I'm still pretty cisgender, then... Now you like, know. Now you know. And also, like, all right, how does... you Like, how how do the gender norms that you're used to fit you today? Um, because like, even if you're cisgender, like you can still take a time, especially if you're cisgender, do take the time to go ahead and think about how your gender norms and standards affect other people like cat calling and talking about exploits. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, those are fun conversations. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all the noise I have to give to that. Yeah, just ugh. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I I was thinking about it like a bit ago where I remember like in high school when I first realized that I am attracted to other genders beside dude, um I was like, "Oh, well I have a crush on Kate Beckinsale." And I said I had a crush on Kate Beckinsale even and she's lovely, but she is certainly not my type today, which doesn't matter to Kate Beckinsale, because she's Kate Beckinsale. She doesn't (laughs) give a shit about what I think of her. Um, (laughs) Smash cut to Kate Beckinsale crying one single tear. (laughs) She she doesn't know why, but there is a disturbance in the distance. Um, But, like, there's this uh, almost need to fit into what a heterosexual cisgender male's interpret mm. like relationship to their attraction to women 
Oh, absolutely. Looks like. And it's like, no, uh, like my attraction to different genders has its own flavor. Like I, I don't have to, and I don't want to be like ogling at the people on like Sports Illustrated Ooh. and like all like like I don't have to, and I don't want to contribute or participate in the objectification of women that cisgender masculinity perpetuates. Absolutely, and that's mm-hmm. um especially in areas that are kind of cut off from current queer culture and current queer language um, and resources, there is a big issue of sort of adopted toxic masculinity in queer feminine spaces. Something that, um, you know, growing up for a while and believing that I was a lesbian, this was something that I definitely dealt with where um, there were women in my small immediate community who very much in their relationships and in the way that they dealt with people um, and often the way that they handled conflict very much seemed to be um, sort of this chameleon like imitation of toxic masculine behaviors Mm -hmm. and um I've I've definitely feel strongly that we've got to make some conscious decisions to move away from those patterns. Mm-hmm. I think it's like sort of like the social, uh, socially bred pull toward binaries. Yeah, where it's like absolutely. this is what attraction to women looks like. Mm. This is what attraction to men looks like, and um, much like many binaries that need to just kind of just chuck them. Uh, that is certainly one of them because, like, attraction to any gender can look like anything because, like most things, it's personal. Absolutely. It's... Oh, cat. Cat. I love... Yeah, there's there's a cat in the distance. I love... <laughs> I love a good pet guest star. <laughs> so that's Piper. Oh. She's upset because her dad is not home. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, she's I... a long, noodly tortoiseshell cat. Oh. We love pets here on my gay agenda. But yeah, uh, cisgender heterosexual people break out of binary and specific. Bi- yep, break out of binary. That's a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Yeah, break out of binaries in general, but particularly in terms of like enforcement of masculinity or embracing of masculinity and just kind of figure out what your masculinity looks like if you got it what even is masculinity guys what even what is, is that if you don't fit into a box don't force yourself into a different shitty box yeah just accept there's... that there's no box well said indeed masculinity who is she <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I want that t-shirt. <laughs> oh, it's got to exist. If not, I'm writing it down. TM, TM, Let's TM. Make it, no- yeah. <laughs> Nobody steal it. Anyway, while I'm writing down this amazing idea, uh, Lindy, what is on your gay agenda? Well, uh, one of the biggest things that is on my gay agenda since moving um, is I want to help people in um, more people in queer communities that have more resources um, to feel more able to enact change in other places and for other queer people. 
Mm. A lot of the times when I talk about my experiences growing up um, and, you know, the rates of conversion therapy in my hometown, for example, is a big one that kind of shocks people. I get this response. um, There's this sort of distance and people don't want to engage with the reality of what I'm saying because they don't feel like they can do anything about it. And facing something that you feel powerless to change is painful. Mm. And I'm very invested in helping queer people here in Philadelphia to feel a little bit less powerless um, and a little bit more like they have an influence on the people in their community and not just their immediate community, but the sort of queer family at large. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's lovely. Um, yeah. I, I think that, um, I mean, it's it's tough to uh, accept how much suffering there is for the community. Absolutely. Like, in our own circles alone. And then trying to also take on the fact that it's not just within our circles and that it looks different and sometimes worse outside of our circles Mm. is an awful feeling. It's overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. And I understand the instinct to compartmentalize. Oh, me too. um, Handling that. But I don't think that looks like just simply ignoring it. And deciding that it's not our problem. Yeah. Like it, it, it can't look like that. I'm, I'm of the belief that, um, like, one person does not have to take on every single cause, but as many causes as they are able to, and then encouraging others to carry the load of other causes. And then mm. if we all work together like that, then eventually, I don't know, the world is fixed. I don't know what the end game is there, but... <laughs> yeah. Carry what you can, not just what's comfortable. Absolutely. We rise by lifting others. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. I did not come up with it. (laughs) 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 Um, But, but yeah, there's, um, there's also some, there's danger and there's risk in um, expecting, you know, one person to kind of carry the brunt of a movement or the brunt of a work of healing, Mm. Um, especially in smaller communities. Uh, my, I have a very good friend, um, who I did some activism work with back home, um, which was a heck of a place to do that kind of work. Yeah. Uh, but it was very important. Um, my hometown is home to a very big, um, private Baptist university that has some interesting policies on queer students Mm. and also runs, um, a private uh, religious high school and um, which has some very interesting policies for its queer students. Yes. And conversion therapy is a sort of a big part of the queer experience where I come from. It just is something that happens to most of us. Mm. It's just a reality of the, of being young and queer um, in Virginia. And um, after Leela Alcorn passed away, um, I don't know how many people are familiar with the story, but, um, after she passed, it's worth looking up, um, if you're not familiar, 
me and this very good friend and a couple of other people, including my mother and at the time my minister, uh, we all got together for um, this protest. It was a it was a protest. It was a vigil. It was a event of being present and being seen um, to kind of memorialize this this young trans girl and to um, fight for an end to conversion therapy, especially conversion therapy uh, forced on minors. Mm. And um, about a hundred of us showed up, which was a lot for our area. And we had kids from the private schools uh, showing up who had to hide when press showed up. Oh. Yeah, because they couldn't be seen at this event. Mm. Um, and it was, we were really proud of what we accomplished but uh, we didn't get the bill that we wanted to pass through. Um, conversion therapy is still completely legal to force on minors in Virginia. Um, we started a small support group that ultimately just sort of fell apart um, for lack of community support and for a lot of other reasons that would have been solved if we had more of a greater community. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, we've got to remember that the, yes, there are queer communities everywhere. Everywhere you go, you, if you look hard enough, you will find a queer community. Mm-hmm. It may be small, it may be kind of hidden away, but it's there. But even, even with that, um, in smaller areas, in more conservative areas, we can't accomplish as much on our own, and we require support from from bigger cities, from more liberal areas, to really get anything done. We can't do it on our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I saw around, uh, like, the midterms this year, uh, a lot of people from areas that, uh, who, like, the state wound up voting, like, more Republican, um, where everybody's like, oh, well, that's just X area for you. Like, uh, and then, like, people from that area were like, we fucking tried. Yeah. <laughs> like, we did a lot of work, but there's, like, six of us. Exactly. So, yeah. um, like, if you if you want this change to happen in our area, like, you gotta, you gotta pick up some slack, too. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, equity and autonomy and general, you know, kind of socio-political, emotional healing... Um, psychological growth, all that good stuff mm-hmm. that we strive for. Um, if it is only achieved for some people, it is not achieved. Mm-hmm. Mm. If only some people have what they need, then we don't have what we need collectively. Yeah. It's it's an all or nothing kind of deal. Indeed. Indeed. Mm. Well, that is a very strong gay agenda. I appreciate <laughs> it a whole Waza. lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Transfixed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey Jen, you want to segue to the game? Oof. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, y'all. You can Ooh. you can play like a stinger or something. <laughs> we need like a little little uh, goofy theme to segue us in. I'll come I... up with like a funny story to tell later, and you can put it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> just just edit it in like mid story. <laughs> like you're like. Equity is not achieved. And then I said... <laughs> Perfect, right. we'll do it like well, that. To oh, shift gears. Way too loud there. 
No, fine. You're fine. <laughs> we've got a we've got a little game here, and uh, it's sort of a return to early my gay agenda style, where where our games uh, for a while were very uh, trivia gamey. Ooh, ooh. So I'm I have really a game. Those. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a game that's a sort of uh, this, that, or the other style. So um, <laughs> I'm sorry if you've heard this a lot, but when I heard your name, I thought of the Lindy Hop. I have heard this before, but it's okay. I will never tire of it. <laughs> do you do you like Lindy hopping? So it's really funny. Um, I can Charleston and I can East Coast swing, but I don't know how to Lindy hop. <laughs> do you have an interest in Lindy hopping or at this point are you like, all right. <laughs> I feel like I should learn that it would kind of be on brand. Mm. Just I, anytime that somebody asks your name, you just kind of bust into the dance and be like, no further explanation is required, exactly. nor will it be given. Usually when people are confused about my name, which happens often, mm. um, I will say, yes, it's Lindy, like the city in Nebraska or the Lindy Hop. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's convenient. I've had people, um, sorry to derail, um, now, that, now that my name is simply two letters, um, I have had a lot of people be like, oh, CJ, what does that stand for? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> it's dead. I've started calling myself Cat Jaguar at work. Yes. Oh, man. Like, because people will be like, I, I straight up had one patron just, like, be like, CJ, is it Constance Josephine? <laughs> Catherine wow. Joanne? Like, the most old person names they could possibly think of. Constance Josephine is a very, like... Yeah, that's like a specific combination. That's a gamble. And I'll just say like, no, <clears throat> it's just letters like C like cat, J like jaguar. Some cat <laughs> jaguar now. That's not not a Clint Geastwood. <laughs> I'm also Clint Geastwood out of that's pure spite good. to our good <laughs> friend Wyatt good. to up cowboy him. You know, um, I go purely by Jen, have for a long time, but it's only since I've started like going on my gender journey, that a huge increase in people being like, oh, what's it short for? Mm. And I'm like, I don't eat nothing. No. I'm, I'm trying to save you time. <laughs> I'm giving you the short version. Just take it. Yeah. You're good. Anyway, so what's the game? <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> yeah, we're still, we're doing that. <laughs> I have here a collection of names. Uh... And you're going to tell me if you think it is, A, a dance move from the 20s and 30s, B, a gay bar, or C, a steakhouse. A steak capital? No, a steakhouse. Oh, a steakhouse. Yes. <laughs> like okay, a restaurant right. with a cowboy theme. Incredible. Okay. <laughs> so are we are we calling on Clint Eastwood for this one? Um, I'm. It's sort of uh, who wants to be a millionaire style. Yeah. Where you can call me for assistance if required. But cool. You're you're the lead here. All right. Let's do it. Okay. For just to keep things um, uniform, I'm gonna put a a the in front of all of these, but some okay. of them okay. don't inherently have that. So sorry to any establishments that I change the name of. 
Our sponsorships are going to fall through, Jen. <laughs> this steakhouse is going to say, cut this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> the first one, the Cadillac Ranch. Oh, man. <laughs> Dance move, steakhouse, or gay bar. That is... Wow. Okay, I'm gonna go with Steakhouse. And you're right. Whoa! Hey, Nailed check it, it out. <laughs> Alright, then we have the Texas Tommy. Gay bar. That one is actually a dance move. What? Right? <laughs> what is it? What's its time of origin? Do you know? Uh, I, I was specifically looking for dance moves in the 20s and 30s, and I learned a lot oh, okay. of funny names for dances. All right. <laughs> so we're one, one for two. Uh, then we have the Blue Moon. Steakhouse. So close. Oh, this no. one is a gay bar. Huh. Like the, like the beer? Yeah. Or the song. Huh. Or the, or the song. Yeah. yeah. Huh. <laughs> All right. Huh. How about the Rusty Spurs? Ooh. That's got to be a gay bar. It is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you right. gaydar just went like oh, yeah. off the charts back there. I felt it. <laughs> All right, uh, the Baltimore. The Baltimore uh, dance move. Nailed it. Yes. Is is the Baltimore featured in the musical Hairspray, or am I only thinking that because it takes place in the city of Baltimore? Do they do the Baltimore? I was in a production of Hairspray, and we did not do anything called the Baltimore, mm. but I'm, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I'm sorry, who did you play in Hairspray? <laughs> so, um... This was ages ago, and I don't even remember her name because she's in one scene. She is the girl who has to leave the show. <gasps> Brenda! If, yes, she I was has Brenda. to leave. Cause... <laughs> she leaves because she gets pregnant, yeah. and that's the whole reason that there's a spot for Tracy okay. on the show. You're the, um, the, um, the whole turning point in the status quo on Tracy's hero's journey. I am, yeah. yeah. And I couldn't yeah, even like remember my own name. the most important part. <laughs> Yeah, All right, I've got I, I'll take two it. more for you. I was Amber. I don't know why. Huh. That was an interesting choice, but you know, can't stop high school directors or the beat. I also couldn't stop the beat. It turns out. <laughs> uh, did you have a guess for the boom? Sorry, the boom. Oh man, I'm gonna go with dance move again. It is a gay bar. No. <laughs> that just seems on the nose, but I guess I'm not the owner of a gay bar. Yeah. <laughs> How could I say? All right. I have one more. Okay. It's, it's right. pretty tricky. Uh-oh. The grizzly bear. Wow. Mm. If it's a dance move, I want to see that. Right? Mm. Well, I'm going to, I'm just going to scratch game bar like off the list. <laughs> that would be wicked on the nose. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay um let's let's go let's go dance move dance I'm gonna, move yeah yes you nailed it <gasps> hey oh i do want to see that then yeah i really kind of want to like <laughs> i want to see that and see all of happens. these dances yes 
That was very good and uh, challenging intellectually and spiritually. <laughs> and spiritually. <laughs> Is Can... your faith shaken? <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations, you win because we're in charge and you win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we set up the rules and everyone's a winner. Thanks, y'all. Yeah. Yay. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I never asked you, um, is there anything that you want to plug? Um, well, social media, uh, pretty much everything is just Lindy Curehart. Um, Lindy Curehart, all one word, on Instagram, um, if you want to, like, see some gay shit and look at me be a sad boy. It is all gay shit, and I live for it. <laughs> Typing it <laughs> so, in right now. Um, it's, it's like gay shit and pictures of food. Mm. Yeah. It's pretty much, pretty much the brand there. It's like, um, a, it's a solid Instagram feed. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah. It, it, from the bottom of my heart, really. Um, but other than that, uh, artistic things are kind of on hold at the moment. Um, doing some visual art and writing some music, but, um, big projects are on hold for the holidays. Mm. Mm. But in the spring, um, in April, I don't want to give, uh, too many details too much away because it is rather early mm-hmm. um but i will be doing some costuming for a very interesting production of the importance of being earnest that's Ooh. the one i'm doing yeah yay i get to dress you up yes i'm really excited about it i get uh, to dress you up and i get to teach you how to be received pronunciation in english oh thank jesus christ <laughs> i am not <laughs> I have not done that since college, and I'm probably not hot at it, so I'm really excited <laughs> for that. Yeah, I'm playing Algernon in that production, and there's a part where he walks on stage, and Oscar Wilde has noted that I am, quote, very gay and debonair. Mm. I'm really excited to costume that moment. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited for that look. I kind of hope we can find some double doors for you to burst through. <laughs> I don't know if Diane will allow me to burst anything in the... <laughs> It is That's fair. It's a it's a very historic mansion in Germantown, so like <laughs> there are there are many things within it that we cannot touch lest we destroy all history forever. Yep. Um so yeah, wonderful. I'm excited for that production, both as somebody involved with it and just because you're involved. I'm excited to work with you. That's great. Yay. <laughs> uh, Jen, do you wanna plug your ish? I, um, yeah, if y'all want to follow me on Twitter or whatever, I'm at underscore glitter goblin underscore. And sometimes I link to my Instagram and art and stuff. <laughs> Another good uh, social media feed. Uh, great. So, uh, and as always, you can find my gay agenda on iTunes. If you're there, why not uh, rate and subscribe and do all of the things that iTunes allows you to do. I don't know. Um, <laughs> all the things. Everything. Um, you can find us on Facebook, where my gay agenda, an investigative podcast, on the Twitters as Gay Agenda Cast. And uh, why not? It, you know what? It's the holidays. Give us money. Uh, we can be found <laughs> on Patreon, and we occasionally post bonus content like that time that I talked about never-ending story with my partner. Um, yeah, just just find us everywhere. Uh, thank you to everyone who supports us, and thank you to Lindy. And yeah, Jen, thank you wanna, for having me. Yeah. Jen, wanna, wanna wrap this up? Um, until next time, put this in your gay agenda. Fight the power, love yourself, break the binary! Just kinda, just, just Throw them. Just-
Just throw them. Just stomp on it. Chuck the binary. (laughs) (laughs) That could could be another novelty shirt. Like, it says Chuck, but then, like, in the same color as the shirt, there's an F. So it could be, you could you could alternate between we've we've gone longer than the outro now. <laughs> oh well, we make the rules. This is the outro right now. Boom. And that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. We just want to exist. Hmm.